Good afternoon, Tuesday WSIC listeners. This is Community Centered with your host, Debbie O'Hanley, Executive Director to the Hope House Foundation, where in this role, we're going to be having conversations with community managers with the focus on the word hope. Today, I'm delighted to introduce to you Caitlin Doyle, who is our Neighborhood Coordinator at the Hope House Foundation. Now, every week, we're not going to be talking about the Hope House, but since this is new and I want to give you a flavor of how we make hope happen, Caitlin has decided to call in and join us from Virginia to talk about her role at the Hope House and what it means to be a neighborhood coordinator. Caitlin, are you with us? I'm here, Debbie. How are you today? I'm great, Caitlin, on this hot, hot Tuesday here at WSIC 105.9 in uh, Cornelius, North Carolina. We are coming to you live from the studio, and we're getting something started here in our community about talking about conversations with our community matters. We want to be a community-centered listening channel where people can call in People can talk to us and we can have these conversations. So to get us started, Caitlin, what do you do in your role at the Hope House? Sure. So I am the neighborhood coordinator at the Hope House Foundation, like you mentioned. Uh, The Hope House Foundation is a homeless shelter offering its services to women and children facing transitional homelessness in the Lake Norman and Mecklenburg County area. So my role as neighborhood coordinator is to wear many different hats in that I assist with fundraising, I do outreach within the community to businesses who want to help out at the Hope House, Um, I do event planning like our big Heart of Hope Gala that happens every late winter. Um, I also do a lot of administrative behind the scenes and help with any major technology questions as the resident millennial on the staff there. (laughs) Thank goodness for a millennial. That's all I can say. And you know, it takes many hats (laughs) to run the Hope House as um, you're well aware of the the day-to-day things that we do and what transition looks like. So already this morning, we've had to pivot twice on what we thought was going to be our day. So, um, and here we are on the radio. Exciting. So tell me, Caitlin, what does the word community mean to you? So community is, I think, often described as a group of people living nearby or working towards a common goal or a common interest. And I really think that we can take that definition one step further and make it not just be about where a person lives, but where a person participates, right? So community doesn't mean just your direct neighborhoods or the town that you live, certainly that's one type of community, but community to me is where your heart lives. So you can have your church community, your choir community, your pickleball community, your WSIC community, but it's all about where you as a person want to actively engage with. And of course, the more you engage, Within that community, the more people want to join and make it a better and thriving place for others. Absolutely. What a great answer. And I appreciate that because, you know, sometimes um, we all need to think about, you know, how we can work to create light for others in our community. And once we do that, we can naturally light our own way. 
and we're stronger together. And at a time when we're all feeling particularly divided in our country and in our community, we need to really work hard at this thing called community and being a good neighbor to each other. And um, really just think um, hard about the crisis that we've just come out of in COVID and how we're all crawling back in our our community and restarting businesses and becoming re-engaged. So that word community is really important. And if you you take that word and you dissect it and you look in the middle of it, you'll find the word unity. And we need to be more unity-centered because, you know, in my role at Hope House, talking about homelessness leaves everyone feeling very uncomfortable because we don't know how we can solve it and we don't know what we can do about it. But we do know that it takes um, a community to be solution-driven to solve community issues. So how do you, as in your role as the um, Neighborhood Community Director, how do you find good neighbors? And what does it take to be a good neighbor and someone that can lift others up in a time when they might not be feeling so good? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Well, I think a good neighbor is someone who mows their lawn and pays their HOA fee. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, a great neighbor is someone who wants their community to flourish. Hmm. Um, I don't mean flourish necessarily in like a wealth sense, but in a supportive sense. So that everyone who lives somewhere within that community has a sense of place and a place of connection. Mm-hmm. I think, like you were saying, it's, it's critical right now that we have community and that we are good neighbors to one another. The world is dark enough, the world is scary enough that we need to have connection. And being a neighbor at the end of the day is about connecting. And I think at the Hope House, we really want to remind our you know, Mecklenburg County and Lake Norman community that we are all indeed neighbors, right? Our -hmm. our residents want to thrive and flourish just as you want to thrive and flourish. And one of the best ways we can do that is to be a good neighbor, to be kind and thoughtful and considerate of other people's needs. Absolutely. I think we're all struggling with something. And, you know, when when you think about that word hope, right? I mean, you know, I... Some people like to say, I have a tagline, right? Like hope, what does that mean? It's a gift that's invisible, but yet can be seen. I think showing up and showing off with hope means doing just that. You know, if um, someone needs a bottle of water, if someone needs an encouraging word, if someone needs to know that, um, you know, their community is behind them, we can all do that. That's free, right? We can smile at someone. We can nod. We can be encouraging to each other to lift each other up. And so we are, um, you know, really excited to be on this WSIC channel 105.9, 100.7, and 1400 AM to be able to bring that message to our community, to lift others up, to be talking about hope. And when we come back from break, we're going to be talking about some exciting new news that Hope House has we are going to be talking about our neighborhood of hope. And so we hope the listeners um, are paying attention to what we have to say because we have some really hopeful things that we're going to be talking about. And um, we hope that in this format, at some point, you'll be able to call in and tell us what's hopeful in your life and what's good in your community. 
Welcome back, Tuesday listeners, to WSIC 105.9, 100.7, and 14 a.m. on your dial to Community Centered. I am your host, Debbie O'Hanley, the Executive Director to the Hope House Foundation, where we are talking to Caitlin Doyle, who is our Neighborhood Coordinator at the Hope House. Caitlin, are you still with us? Caitlin, are you? There you are. Awesome. Caitlin is uh, calling in from Reston, Virginia, outside of Washington, D.C., where she works remotely in a position for Hope House as um, basically our resident millennial. That's the way she likes to put it. She answers a lot of our technology questions. She runs all of our social media. She helps uh, create a lot of our marketing materials and really has some great ideas and fresh perspective for us when it comes to anything HOPE-related. So as promised, we were talking before about a special announcement that we have about something that we are super proud of at the HOPE House. Um, About three years ago, we embarked on a journey to begin to spread a little bit more hope in our community. We knew at the HOPE House we operated on a success model of taking people who were living in transition or in a crisis and creating stability for them by helping them become employed, by helping them get educated, certified, whatever it was that they wanted to have in their toolbox to get back up on their feet. And so we knew that when we sent people um, back out into our community, that sometimes they were going to fall into some of the same um, issues or obstacles that they had that got them into um, transition in the first place. And so we began to dream about um, creating more hope by keeping people supported longer and in single-family homes. So uh, February of 2020, and we all go, oh, because we know what's coming, right? That was COVID um, coming up in March. We embarked on a task of creating um, the Cottages of Linquist Glen, named after our founder, Dr. Beth Linquist who had a dream of how to help people living in transition in our community. And so we built three cottages named Faith, Joy, and Grace that were funded by some really gracious individuals who decided that they wanted to help us in our mission to reach more people. So the Faith Cottage, um, graciously funded by Mike and Caroline Mullen, the Joy Cottage, funded by Davidson United Methodist Church, and the Grace Cottage, funded by um, our great friends at Lake Norman, who used to own Lake Norman Jeep Chrysler Dodge Ram, Robin and Jack Salzman, um, had graciously offered to fund those. So before you knew it, in the middle of COVID or at the beginning of COVID, we were building three 740-square-foot cottages on our property that would allow us to expand programming and um, allow people to live in a single-family home in what we call the progressive housing model, meaning they were out of crisis, they were now stable, but we were now going to give them the tools on how to be a good homeowner and what it looked like to remain self-sufficient and stable. And so we are now celebrating the end almost of two years with that project. And um, actually, this morning, our first family, the Joy family, moved out into her own stable housing. And we are just (laughs) jumping for joy over that because she successfully... Um, was able to transition 
into a stable life for her and her children. So couldn't be more happier and more proud today for her. So based on that, um, we decided that we wanted more. And through a partnership with the town of Foundersville and at the time uh, former mayor John Anarella, we were offered some lots in a neighborhood um, in Huntersville behind Hopewell High School. And um, we decided to build what we are calling the Neighborhood of Hope. And those um, will not be cottages. Those are three-bedroom, two-bath homes. They are already named Courage, Kindness, and Journey. And we broke ground two weeks ago on clearing the lots over there on Um, being able to be able to offer these as part of our programming here in the next few months. So, Caitlin, I know that you had a role in helping us name the Neighborhood of Hope and getting us into, you know, building this for our community. But tell me, what do you what do you think the Neighborhood of Hope means to our community? What will it do? That is a great question. I just I, can I say I'm just so excited for for this neighborhood of hope. You know, I think something in our community, particularly in our Lake Norman community, is homelessness might not be at the top of mind for a lot of people. You know, the women and the children that we assist over at the Hope House aren't filling that stereotypical image, right, of a homeless individual, you know, on the side of the road or or anything like that. You know, we work with transitional homelessness, which um, is such a different image for a lot of people. It can really happen to anyone. And the, the thing I admire, one of the many things I admire, but one thing I really admire about the Hope House is it really is a place for people to catch their breath and to to reflect on what's going on and how they can make changes going forward uh, to better their lives and better their own community. So our neighborhood of hope as a teaching model of a stable home will really help our residents remind them that they have a community around them that wants to support them and that we expect them to support the community in turn. Um, I think the thing that's most valuable about being a good neighbor and living in your neighborhood is the reciprocity mm-hmm. of it all. And this isn't just, you know, we're not a homeless shelter that, um, you know, we feed everyone, we get them on their feet and off they go. There's long-term planning for the residents at the Hope House. And um, I think this neighborhood of Hope is a, is a perfect example of what that long-term planning can look like and how we can further help improve our residents' lives and therefore improve our community lives here in the Lake Norman and Mecklenburg County area. Yeah, so this will be what we call a scattered site, meaning we're not on the Hope House proper property. We've had a home in Davidson for the last several years that we've been sort of practicing what this model looks like to live off-site of Hope House. And it's also been very successful. So we're going to go off of that model, uh, offering the same supportive services we offer to the folks in the main house and in the cottages to our na- our neighbors that will be living in our neighborhood of hope. And they'll be afforded the same um, opportunities of being able to live there up to two years and be able to um, progress in their housing journey. The goal would hopefully be that each one of those folks that comes through um, the cottage or 
the Neighborhood of Hope will be able to either afford or be able to build their own home, um, such as the family that's leaving today. She is off to be building her new home. So we've practiced this, like I said, in Davidson. We've had um, three families, actually four families, that have gone through that home, and all four of them have left with their own home. So, you know, everyone, I live with a philosophy that everyone should be afforded the opportunity to have a home. And we all think of that word home and how we define it. And for me, it's really a challenge because I'm on the receiving end of all of the emails, all of the phone calls of people saying, you know, hey, I'm in need, I lost my home. And, you know, since June of 2022, we have seen homelessness rise by over 50%. And I know that talking about affordable housing and housing in general is a hot topic for a lot of people. There's so many different ways that we can do this model. And we have a saying at Hope House, stay in your own lane. And so I like to stay in my own lane when it comes to the affordable housing conversation because um, what's affordable to me might not necessarily be affordable to you. What's affordable to um, our families coming out of poverty is not what's offered for affordable housing. So that's a whole other conversation. We're going to dive into it with some folks here <laughs> in the near future. I won't put you through that, Travesty Caitlin. But tell me, um, <laughs> what are some ways if someone said, hey, I really, I really think this is exciting, like how can I get involved as a neighbor in the Neighborhood of Hope? Sure. So one of the best ways to get in contact with us over at the Hope House Foundation is, of course, in the age of technology to visit our website, which is hopehousefoundation.org. Um, from there, you can see many different ways that you can get involved. You can volunteer. We're always looking for monetary donations. Um, this summer, in particular, we're looking for water bottle donations sunscreen, even fresh fruit and veggies and popsicles, snacks for our kiddos that are home for the summer, uh, looking to cool off in the hot, hot North Carolina heat here. Um, another way to be a good neighbor, it just, I think everybody wins on this one, is we are partnering with our friends over at The Waterman in Cornelius on Wednesday, July 19th. From 5 to 10 p.m., they are having their community night. So any meal purchased between uh, 5 and 10 p.m. on that Wednesday, July 19th at the Waterman, 20% of those sales uh, go directly to the Hope House Foundation. We are so going to cut to commercial break, really Caitlin, and we are going to talk about this when we come back um, because this is something that we really want our neighbors to know about, and we are excited that um, there's a way for someone who's listening that can get involved next Wednesday night at the Waterman. So we'll be back shortly uh, in about 25 seconds, and we hope to hear more about ways folks can get involved in our community with the Hope House Foundation. You're listening to WSIC Radio.
Good afternoon, WSIC Tuesday listeners. You're listening to Community Centered, and I'm your host, Debbie O'Hanley, Executive Director of the Hope House Foundation. And we are listening to Caitlin Doyle, the Neighborhood Coordinator for the Hope House Foundation. Caitlin, are you still with us? I'm still here, Debbie. Fabulous. So we were talking about ways that folks can get involved at the Hope House, but we were also talking about a fabulous promotion that we have coming up next week. Can you go over those details one more time? Sure. So we are super excited to partner with our friends over at the Waterman over in Cornelius, uh, Wednesday, July 19th from 5 to 10 p.m., they are having their community night. So 20% of sales that evening will go directly to the Hope House Foundation. So what a better way to be a good neighbor. It's the easiest thing you could do to go out and have a really yummy meal um, and directly support the Hope House. So that's Wednesday, July 19th at the Waterman in Cornelius from 5 to 10 p.m. Fabulous. We are looking forward to that. And we've been there several times and I can vouch for it. Their fish, their dinners are fantastic. And so are their cocktails too. So thank you for that, Caitlin. And I know that you were (laughs) instrumental in making that happen. So what else do we have going on at the Hope House that people can get involved in? I know you talked about becoming a volunteer, but what can some of the volunteers do? So there are so many different ways to get involved with the Hope House. Um, Volunteers are the heartbeat of the Hope House, as we like to say. Um, We are a small but mighty staff of, oh gosh, I think there's five of us officially. So there, it it really is a community, (laughs) to go back to it, that builds our Hope House team together. So we are looking for volunteers um, to help tutor our children residents that are there that is especially instrumental during the school time we are looking for gardeners we're looking for painters we're looking for meal delivery that is a a huge thing i know um the ladies this evening will be participating in a yoga and meditation session that's led by one of our volunteers so everyone has something that they can do to bring joy and bring hope to the Hope House. And uh, one of the other best ways to do it is any monetary donations, of course, are always welcome at the Hope House Foundation. Um, We also have an excellent um, donation wish list set up on our website, which is hopehousefoundation.org. We're always looking for uh, twin and full-size bedding is a huge, A huge thing for us, we want to make sure that everyone feels comfy and cozy when they come to the Hope House. Um, Sometimes I feel like we should be Hope Home because that's what we are to our residents is not just the house, for our home. We do do a lot for them and we want to give them some dignity and some respect and some comfort when they come here to us. And, And you know what? Thanks for bringing that up because I'm just thinking of a recent resident that we have, um, someone's new with us, and she was trying to tell me, put into words what the Hope House experience meant to her. And she said, you know, I don't want the H in hope to just be about the house and how wonderful it is. I want it to be about the O, the opportunities I get. I want it to be about the P, about the um, programming and how you can help me with resources. And I also want it to be about E so that you can empower me and educate me so that I can go out into the community and feel like I can 
stand on my own two feet. And, you know, that really resonated with me because I, you know, we're always trying to describe what does it mean to live at the Hope House and what do our um, residents look like? And she hit the nail on the head when she brought up that acronym because it, it's exactly what it is. They are a community. They are a family just like you and I. And just like you might say, you know, gosh, I think I'll make some cookies for my kids this afternoon. They would, you know, maybe like that. Maybe the ladies and the children at Hope House would like cookies too. So those are the best kind of days when we come to the Hope House and someone's dropped off just randomly without telling us some fresh baked cookies or some water bottles, like you said, or lemonade. And just, it says to the residents, you matter and we're thinking of you. And, you know, I know a lot of folks will say, well, what can I buy? What can I give? You know, can I, can I get this? Do you need toilet paper? Do you need paper towels? And gift cards are such an awesome thing for us because when someone moves into the Hope House, we make sure that they have a welcome bag on their bed um, that says, you know, you matter. So we have full-size shampoo and soap and towels and dish towels. We don't want them to say, hey, we think you're dirty. We want them to say, "We here's comfort, right? This is what home looks like. And if we can tuck a gift card into that basket, it says you can go to Target or Walmart or wherever you need to go with this gift card and buy yourself new underwear because I know you haven't done that. And that gives them dignity. They don't have to tell us. We don't have to give them something so personal as that. We don't have to um, be in their business in that way. So those are always great things that we need as well. Um, for you, those of you that are gardeners and have a plethora of zucchini and tomatoes and cucumbers and things like that, we love a basket of that to be left by the back door. Our um, residents get super excited about that. And in fact, we have a garden um, on our property. And um, when the kids and I were, were planting some things, they asked if this now meant they were farmers. And Indeed, they are farmers when they discovered the other day that there were actual green beans hanging off of um, the vines that they had planted. And, you know, for a child who's lived in poverty, who's um, one recent family, uh, they have a young son. And I asked him, I said, hey, how's it going? What's your experience been at Hope House uh, like? And he said, well, I didn't have to step over anybody in the hallway that OD'd last night. Uh, and I don't think we think about those kind of things of what some of these children have experienced. And so to give them the opportunity to pick a green bean off a vine sounds kind of corny, but it is absolutely spectacular to think that, yes, you are now a farmer because you are picking green beans and tomatoes. And They're farmers of the, hope. That's they exactly they what they are. are. They're their own little community. So, um, you know, we want to invite you to come by and visit with us or talk to us. Um, you can always do an inquiry on our website um, that Caitlin has given to you. And those we try to get back with those inquiries as fast as we can. We are um, really in need on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock of babysitters for our kids because our women get a one-hour break from 7 to 8 every Tuesday night, and they do an empowerment class, whether it's yoga, Bible study, meditation, um, parenting, um, advocacy, education, what encouragement, whatever we can come up with for that week, we do it. And we want the kids to be able to stay in our playroom and be babysat. And it, it means nothing. It just means that you can just come by and um, visit with our children and read them a story or snuggle up or pick some green beans. 
So, um, Caitlin, what <laughs> else can we promote about the Hope House? What else do we have? I know that we have well, in... Go ahead. Well, something I, w- I wanted to add to what we were saying about, you know, gift cards and our welcome baskets is, you know, we have a lot of fun things that we like at the Hope House, but my favorite one in particular is we give our residents a hand up and not a hand out. And that there is serious programming that our residents do uh, to to be present at the Hope House, and it really takes our community and it takes our neighborhood to give that hand up and not that hand out because we we really hope in turn that our residents can learn that our neighbors are here to support them um, and give them a chance that she would absolutely support her neighbors back. So I really think that a lot of times our residents maybe one day won't have to look for hope because they've already found it. And we are all about giving hope (laughs) and transforming lives. Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you. Good afternoon, Tuesday listeners. Tuesday listeners to WSIC Radio, where you're listening to Community Centered. I'm Debbie O'Hanley, Executive Director of the Hope House Foundation, and we're talking with Caitlin Doyle, our Neighborhood Community Coordinator. Caitlin, are you still with us? I am still here on this hot Tuesday afternoon. Is it as hot in Virginia as it is here in Charlotte? Just about, just about as hot, maybe even more, I would say today. You never know what you're going to get in the summer here. There you go. So we have told our listeners all about the Hope House, how they can get involved. But let's talk about who is at the Hope House. So um, I'm on the receiving end of those phone calls and emails that I told you about every single day. I think today it's 349 I'm up to probably about 21 um, inquiries so far, folks calling. That's not to mention folks that have reached out via Facebook and or phone calls or texts. So um, folks that are look, listening that may be in need of our services, you can visit our website and we have a drop down box called Housing Inquiry. You can fill out a housing inquiry and we will get back to you when space of, is available at our house. Unfortunately, we always operate on on full, right? So we have a family that moved out today. We already have several families that are chomping at the bit to get in there, and there's a process. And so we have selected the next family to go into that cottage, which means then there'll be an opening in our main house. Um, For those of you that are um, in need of resources or services, you can always call 211 That is a um, central phone line that's managed by the United Way where you can call in and get connected to the resources and services that you might be needing in our community. It's not just about homelessness, just about anything that you can be thinking of. You can um, find that resource through 211. And then we also work with Coordinated Entry. So you can call Coordinated Entry number and get... um, screened by one of their screeners on where possible placement or resource in our community can be for you. So generally, people are always asking me, well, who, you know, who lives at homeless? If she isn't the, you know, the the woman that I see on the street corner, who is there? So right now, we have a variety of folks that range uh, from preschool teachers to CNAs 
to medical technologist to a um, bilingual paralingual legal. We have um, an individual who's a phlebotomist. We have um, someone who is currently searching for employment. So if you have an idea for employment and you want to partner with us to make hope happen, we would be um, delighted to talk to you about what that opportunity could look like for this individual. We have um, someone who works in a hospital in um, doing some admin for them. And so there is a variety of people that come through our doors. And not everyone is... um, facing such horrific tragedy that when we think of someone who is without any resources on our street corner who might look like she's hot and without food and without a roof over her head, um, some of our folks came from that situation. And believe it or not, in this Lake Norman area, there are a lot of individuals experiencing houselessness. So um, we want to be able to quickly help people, provide them with resources, Um, but we don't always have the space. And so that brings me to expanding our services and what the big vision is for the Hope House Foundation. So we um, know that our three cottages of Linquist Glen, Faith, Joy, and Grace, have been an amazing success. And we know that Courage, Kindness, and Journey are equally going to bring families um, to a successful outcome. And so we just want to keep on doing this. And we feel like we've sort of got the model down. And I'd love to go visit someone I know and care deeply about in the DC area and go talk to someone there and tell them what we think um, the answers to providing people with resources should look like. And so I'd love to talk to somebody in DC about what we do at the Hope House because we feel like we've we've got a solution. We're solutioned I'm not saying that we have all the answers, but I'm saying that we have one of the solutions on how to come alongside of our neighbors and how to help them in our community. And so I I don't ever profess to know it all, and I don't ever want to be the person that professes it all. I rely on my faith and um, the spirit of the community and the folks that work with me to make hope happen. But if you have an idea, we want to hear from you. We want to know what it is that brings you hope. We want to know how you can help us expand our vision. If you've got property, if you've got the income, if you've got an idea on how to bring us another house so that one more family would be able to get back up on their feet in our community, that's one less family that's experiencing the horrific um, things about homelessness. So, Caitlin, to, to wrap it up in this last segment, what can you share with us about your experience at Hope House and, and how you have felt hope in your own life by having um, this opportunity? Absolutely. I mean, I think the thing that people forget, particularly in, in Mecklenburg County sometimes, is that homelessness is both visible and an invisible thing in our society that we don't know what's going on between every every person's life. I, I get laughed at a lot because when I drive on the highway up here in Northern Virginia, which as you can imagine is just as bad as traffic at uh, 77 down there, um, I think about all these people in these cars and they have their own lives and they're all, all going home to dinner and we don't know what's going on in our neighbors' lives. and you know, what can we do? What small action can I take today to make my neighbor's life a little bit easier, a little bit better? 
and maybe in turn my neighbor will think of me in that way when I'm having a, a down and out day. And we really apply that, and I really apply that, I hope, <laughs> to the philosophy at the Hope House is that we are here, here to, to build one another up because we never know what someone is experiencing, the reality of it. So I feel really blessed to have this opportunity to help in any way, big or small, um, at the Hope House to help bring hope not only to the residents, but hope to the uh, employees at the Hope House, but uh, to, to bring joy ultimately is what we need. Joy, courage, kindness. Um, those are all huge factors into what makes a great neighbor and a great neighborhood and how we make hope happen. And, and how appropriate that our Joy family is moving out today. When I, when I think about her transition, she came to us Christmas Eve almost two years ago. And on Christmas Eve, uh, Jen and I scrambled to get the Joy Cottage ready so that we could bring this mother with her two children into safety, into a home. And she had been living in her car, um, facing many, many obstacles. She fled a very dangerous situation. And so Christmas Eve, we were like the innkeepers. <laughs> we we welcomed her home to the Joy Cottage and to a new beginning. And she went to work immediately and got busy. And she leaves us today with such a joy-filled journey of such positive, amazing things. And that wouldn't have been possible without the support of Davidson United Methodist Church, having the vision and aligning with us to helping us make hope happen for um, another family. So I am overjoyed today and hope-filled for her and her next journey and um, everything that happens in this day. I hope that you take with you listeners a joy-filled approach or a hope-filled um, approach in honor of her as she transitions from us. We um, we don't know all the answers. We don't have all the answers. All we can do is give hope and help transform a life. And if your one small act of kindness contributed to someone's joy or someone's hope today, then I would say you are a well-blessed individual and that it's been an honor and a privilege to talk with you today, Caitlin, to you fill me with joy, you fill me with hope. I am um, delighted that you have joined our team to help us uh, <laughs> crisis counsel us through some technology and marketing ideas <laughs> and some fundraising things, because we know that's not an easy job to do. But you bring um, a joy-filled spirit to us, and um, for that, I am hope-filled. And I hope listeners, by um, listening to us, that you have some good ideas to extend hope in our community to your neighbor. And I'm going to charge you with this as we get ready to say goodbye, that you leave today's show feeling a little bit more hopeful about your situation, feeling a little bit more joyful about your situation, that if one person a year and a half ago living without either of those things could leave us today, the Hope House, with joy and hope. Maybe whatever you're facing today, you can be encouraged by that, that she was able to accomplish all of those goals while she faced many, many obstacles of trauma and was able to get to work right away. So open your toolbox, folks. Look into it. If you pray, pray. If you are um, find a group of community members in your community, in your neighborhood that can lift you up, if you want to spread a little joy or happiness, bake some cookies, drop them off at the Hope House. 
And um, we are just delighted that we've had this opportunity to speak with Caitlin. Caitlin, you want to send us out with some some hopeful things? What have you got to say? <laughs> well, thank you for the opportunity to chat today. It's always a pleasure to chat with you, Debbie. You always have something insightful and some little nugget to take away. And I think if I could give a nugget of hope to someone is to think about the names of the cottages at Linkless Glen and at our new neighborhood of hope, of courage, of kindness, of journey and grace, and think of how you can spread that to your neighbors and how you can even give a little bit of that to yourself too. Don't forget about yourself in that way. You're listening to WSIC 105.9, 100.7, and 1400 AM on your radio, and you have heard Community Centered with your host, Debbie O'Hanley, Executive Director of the Hope House Foundation.